This is Larry Zerner, Shelley from Friday 13th Part 3. You're on Nightmare Junkhead. Hey, genius, fuck you too. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from. This is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, coming to you live from the Panic Film Festival here in Kansas City, Missouri. Panic Fest. How are all you horror hounds doing tonight? Fuck yeah, Panic Fest! So my name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we would like to welcome those in the audience and those listening at home to the seventh year in a row, we are panicking here at the Panic Film Festival, Kansas City, Missouri, Screenland, Screenland Armor. Genius, let me ask you a question. Mm. Are you cultivating some calm, or are you embracing the panic? Oh, I'm embracing the panic full on, like 28 days later. Just bring it on, man. Wait, 28 days later. So are you going to start everything naked? Yeah. Well, I'm, like I always do. Again, yeah. that's possibly a Friday night typical there. Uh, but if you are, are not familiar here with our podcast, we are a weekly podcast here out of Kansas City, and that is W-E-E-K-L-Y. Uh, we do focus on all things horror from the 70s, 80s, 90s. We talk about our favorite horror scores, soundtracks. Films, favorite actors, death scenes, whatever. And if it has something to do with horror, we're talking about so, it. So real quick round of applause. Who is familiar with our little rinky-dinky podcast? That's significantly more people than I thought it would be. I thought we were going to get like chirp, 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 We were chirp, anticipating chirp, chirp. like the little bowls, you know, little uh, us. crickets and whatnot. Yes, just thank like, you. Tumbleweeds yeah. is what we were looking for. So hopefully we are going to do our best here. But we also wanted to make sure to thank uh, everyone involved at Panic Fest for letting us do this. Tim, Adam, the incredible crew here at Screenland Armor. If you guys are going to be here all weekend, they're taking care of us. Let's make sure we take care of them. That is one of the things I want to make sure that is going on there. And you know what, Panic Fest, we're only in day one, maybe about a couple of hours into it, and I'm already having a fucking ball, man. Well, I wanted to make sure to also give a shout-out to the two other live podcasts that are going to be going on and performing tomorrow. Uh, make sure you're checking out the Horror Virgin podcast and the Cult podcast. A little shout-out to them there and the audience as well. Give them some love. I'm ready to drink the Kool-Aid. As uh, long oh. as it's like Sharkleberry Finn, I'm fucking down. Uh, and anything to make you, you know, bust through a wall, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we've been fortunate enough here to continue to progress and expand along with uh, Screenland Armor and the Panic Film Festival. So much that they've actually expanded their theaters. Now, this is the fourth year that they have invited us back. I don't know if it's nepotism. I don't know if we have pictures of someone. I, I, I think they just were like, uh, here you go. Can you do? Sure. We okay. can do that. Yeah, we can do that. So we've done regular podcasts before. We've done where you, people come in and they just watch us talk and they've done that. And that was a few years ago. Well, yeah, and we've. I like to think we've advanced with Screenland as they progress and expand, as do we. So as Genius said, we started back when they had the whole vendor loft. Do you guys, anyone remember the vendor loft? A few of it? Okay. We were fortunate enough, they let us podcast there, and if any of you remember our very first live uh, Panic Fest podcast, there's a reason we changed our format, and yeah. I'll just say it's two words. Uh, it's Wolf Dong, and uh, we'll talk about that later on, but short, long story short, we're, if we, in case we don't get this into the show, last, the first time we were doing the Panic Fest, we showed um, 
clips of Wolf Cop in the background, and we were talking to a young filmmaker who was about 16 she at the time. was 16 at the time. 16 at the time, and she had a film fest going on at the Panic Fest, and we're talking it's, about and it. And it's young Hannah Smith who was actually, who's actually working, working out there. And so we're over there talking to her, like, what's it like being a young filmmaker? And all of a sudden, we hear these giggles and giggles and giggles, right? Well, little did we know that while we're talking to her behind the screen, if you ever seen, have you ever anybody seen the Wolf movie, Wolf Cop? Okay, during the transformation scene when it's like really graphic when they're showing Wolf Dick, yeah. So we're talking to this 16-year-old girl. Meanwhile, Wolf Dick's being shown right behind us, right? And everybody's laughing and taking pictures. So we're like, hey, talking we're, to this young girl. We don't even killing. know what's going on. We're just hanging out and chilling. Next thing you know, big old Dick is over there. And so we're like, ha, so what's it like being a 16-year-old filmmaker? Dick, you know? And so we're like... We need to switch it up. So then the next year, so then the next year we did uh, the game show. The game That's what of, we did last year. We played the game of games where we let everybody do have fun. It was a cool trivia it thing. It was fun. It was interactive. And we were in the exact space we're in last year. We did the live podcast, and we did not have these theaters in here. So there has been a lot of expansion, a lot of growth. And like I said, I'd like to think, ultimately, we are expanding and growing right along with them. Mm -hmm. Whether, you know, I don't know if we're necessarily a mature podcast. but Oh, hell no, we're not a mature podcast. <laughs> Complacency does not exist here. Burger, so. burger, fart, fart, wiener. All right. So. <laughs> so we wanted to make sure last year we had an interactive game show. We Gave away prizes this year because we're in the theater we wanted to make sure to take advantage of that and we've always talked about from the get-go panic fest is all about making memories whether it's through movies whether it's through people you meet this and that you're gonna make them they're wonderful and so what we're gonna do tonight since we're in the theater is we put together a little trailer compilation of previous films that have played here at panic fest it's like the ghosts of panic fest past and we are going to provide, a la, not even Mystery Science Theater 3000, if any of you have ever listened to our show, we provide fan commentary tracks. In fact, the episode that released today was our fan commentary track for... For Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors! So, definitely, if you're a fan of that, check it out. Now, we aren't... The funny comes from genius, but I like to think it's a combination of insightful, funny, and informative. We are going to try to blow your socks off with this. Now, also... We wanted to make sure to do something interactive because you paid money. You don't just pay money to see a bunch of you know, nerd assholes talk for you because we wanted to get you involved. So this year, in lieu of a drinking game, which we initially thought of, but we wanted to be responsible because we didn't want to kill anyone. So rather than a drinking game, you guys have in front of you little bingo sheets. Right there. You ever got that? Okay, now the yeah. home. So for those of you, like I said, who are not in... Uh, familiar with our podcast, we do the Nerds and Nostalgia, which is the live show we do once a month, and we do the Nightmare Junkhead, which we do weekly. Okay, we there's a lot of running themes going along in our uh, in our podcast. Phrases. There's, there's a lot of phrases. A lot back. of yeah, exactly. Oh, and if you have not got your bingo cards, please raise your hand so we can have Mount Baldy pass the bingo cards because everyone that is playing is going to walk away with a prize. If you play, and it's part of the ticket, so you right there, like I don't know if I want to play. Just fucking play. It's free. You might as fucking well. So, good lord, man. I'm gonna shame people into doing this. I'm gonna be like, you better do it. The shame done. Right. You need right. Three One, more. two, three. three. Raise Hold your on. hand high. Hold on. Raise right your hand here. high. Here I we got go. Him. Three more? Sorry. Very Sorry. cool. There very cool. Go. So what we're going to do is we're going to show a, a trailer reel. We're going to show a bunch of trailers, and we're going to have bingo, okay? So while we're doing and entertaining and talking about the movies, please, if you get if you hear something that like is on there, that one, something we say or something we do, mark it off. And if you black out your bingo it card. It is a blackout bingo. We're not going sneaky diagonal. This is not connect four. We're going all the way blacked out. But you can't start until we start. That I is true. We that can, is can't true. start until if we start. If you've been marking off already, you're doing nice it wrong. Nice try. Erase nice it, try. erase it. It so, doesn't officially start till we start the commentary. Yeah. So, And if you get a bingo, 
Yell out bingo because Absolutely. this is an interactive thing. If you see something you like, like on here, or if there's a movie, like, oh, that movie fucking ruled. Say that movie fucking ruled. Have fun with it. Cheer it. Boo it. Whatever you want. Just don't boo us. So We do not need another Phantasm Ravager moment, No, we do not need another Phantasm Ravager. No, so like I said, if you see a movie that you were familiar with, you saw, <laughs> scream it out loud. If it's a movie you're not familiar with and we're talking about it and we're trashy like you guys suck, say you guys, well, don't say you guys suck, but... Wait we till we're want, off mic. Yes. We do want some interaction, so when you get a bingo, yell out bingo. Mount Baldy is going to come around and give you a prize. Like I said, everyone is going to get something. So that being said, are we ready to get this thing started? I don't know. Let me ask. Are we ready to get this started? All right. I think so. so uh, Mount Baldy, we are going to go ahead and start our commentary track in three, two, and one. And as we begin this... Now, now the game starts. Yes. Now as we begin this Nightmare Junkhead fan commentary track, I'd like to think that Panic Fest is truly a... A, a buffet of genres. There's okay? a lot of different goodies. There are. You can take a little bit of horror. You can take a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of action. But you're going to actually have certain dishes, and Ooh, especially... This if, one looks like it's raw. Steak tartare. Especially if you are here at the Panic Film Fest, where there are some certain buffets where you have to like maybe sign a waiver for a specific dish. And I'd really like to think that our first film here, which is entitled Baskin... Would be that dish or film that you would have to sign a waiver for. Has anybody seen Baskin? Anyone familiar with Baskin? Yeah. Okay. okay. I have not, but I looked at the trailer before. This looks fucking crazy. Genius, if you wanted to take, and imagine if Lucio Fulci uh. and Clive Barker yeah. had some Cronenberg-inspired sex, Ooh. you would get Baskin. Wow. But I'm going to pose this to the audience here. Imagine, if you will a normie coming to the Panic Film Festival because here recently we've had a lot of people coming out and going, oh, Panic Film Festival, honey, let's go check this out. We can, you know, mix it up with the cool kids, this or that. I can only imagine some normies coming together on a Friday night. What's it about? And their first film was Baskin. I'm afraid. I don't, thank you. People are laughing. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I think Whoa. there is so much what the fuckery going on in this oh, film. Oh, yeah? A lot of what the fuck? Oh, there are, you get Hanging Dong, you ah. get you get weird animals. Uh, you, you, like you I get said, squiddly diddly. You get oh, anything and everything you could want with Panic Fest. To me, this is actually Whoa. one of those fine films. Whoa, also, this a, was everybody diddling each other? There's some crazy. This it gives you cults. So our friends from the cult podcast would probably dig this. Um, there, there are, and also, also the, those normies that come here. The first thing they see are probably going to be those subtitles. Whoa. So they're going to be like, honey, we've got like one of those international movies Whoa, here. Whoa, this looks like, what's the password? Orgy. Trust me, you do not want to go and set foot in this orgy. So this is one you don't want to see with your parents sitting right there, right? Yeah, this is a total, this is, again, if, if you were Ew. In if you're in the Hellraiser, if you're Ew. into the ooey and the gooey, Ooh. this film is going to give you everything you need. And it's truly one of those films that I think actually has the essence of Panic Fest. Yeah. This is what you're going to get. Well, and it looks like there's like orgies and guts and gore and shit. Sounds right up Panic Fest home, it's man. something you'd see in Genius's Rungeon, I believe. <laughs> no, but this is actually, you're going to get Whoa. a taste of good, cool, new genre films that are coming Shout out. Shout out to the Kansas City Horror Club! Yes! Always love for the Horror Club. Now, our next trailer and our next film, again, another thing that I really dig about Panic Fest is not only are you getting some of the newer and cooler genre films that are coming out, but it also serves as repertory screenings. And this also gives you a little bit of taste of some international flavor and... 
This Ooh, is Dario Argento. Yes, now genius. I don't know if you can do. Can you do a good Italian accent? Hey, can you do it without offending our Italian listenership? I make a spaghetti. Okay, that the answer is no on that one. So, not only do you get new films, but you get some old, cool ones like Deep Red. Fuck this movie because you know what? Like I, the one part that scares me is that little like uh, automaton that comes out like you know the one that like goes around and kills people. You have you have issues with automatons. I do have you? issues with automatons and little creepy kids and whatnot and dolls. Fuck dolls. We'll get to those soon enough. But I ask you this: there is an eternal question called, "Is there room for Jello?" Well, I rephrase that. There's always room for Jello. Is there room for Jallo? Is the true question. There's always room for Jallo. There is always room for Jallo. Now, how many of you actually were lucky enough to go and see Claudio Simonetti perform the Suspiria score here recently at Screenland Armor? Anyone? One person. Okay, one. <laughs> okay, let's let's try that again. How many people seen Deep Red? Two people. Much better, All much right, better. that's double. So hey, there's something. No, if you like Jallo. Then this movie is basically it's deep red, which is and all it about has Jello. One of the all-time great themes by the band Goblin, as performed by Claudio Simonetti. It's got good stuff beyond what we're profundo actually, russo. Hey. And it sounds classy. Does it, it does. Not? It sounds real classy. A real classy affair. And if you've ever seen any of those old school Jallo films, you get people speaking in their native tongues, so everything looks like it's a little off. It's pretty epic, but it really isn't. Now our next film that we're going, we're going from a real Jallo. To dare I say, sugar-free Jallo, fake Jallo, <laughs> fake Jallo, Jallo lights. This movie, okay, this movie, the editor from the creators of um, Manborg. And these are, yeah, this is the- Live! This is like a little lovely Canadian uh, cr- collective, and they have put together some of the all-time great but genre fare. See, this one is great because it's like- so much of a parody of Jallo films that it becomes a great Jallo movie, and it's got that guy, I forgot his name. He's, and he's a staple in your Astron 6 stuff. And it's got the other girl, Paz de la Huerga. She, I, I swear, she is the the prettiest ugly girl ever. There's just something. Jesus Christ. I, I mean, there's something like, I wouldn't really want to like meet her in a dark alley because she might turn into a vampire and, and f- rip my head off. Do, do naughty things to you? Come well, on, genius, okay, please. Okay, yeah, Like, that's okay, ever going to stop true, you from going to a dark true. alley. That's no, this true. Is, this is Does what she have I candy? <laughs> this is what we call an honor homage film. This is actually taking all the elements that you found in those original Jallo films. They are taking all the things that you love from those and putting it into a modern spin. So there is a lot. Their tongue is firmly planted in their cheek but in this movie. It's filled with enough what the fuckery where it looks and feels just like an old Jalla movie. It's it's lovingly done, which is the weird thing to talk about Jalla movies. Well, and that, that again, is there room for Jalla? There is. Regardless of the Jalla, you all you need is some weird nudity, some black gloves, and some just weird off lighting, and you usually and you got a good go. Jalla. Yeah. Now our next Ooh. one. Oh, okay. So okay, there we go. Yeah. Okay. So this movie, The Void. Basically, oh. if John Carpenter decided to make a Hellraiser movie, you would wind up with The Void. The Void is a John Carpenter mixtape, and I'm saying that as a good thing. That is not a bad thing. Oh, no, no, no. It's a great this thing. Is, and again, this very comes Carpenter-esque. from a very No, this is totally a Carpenter-esque film. Hey, this is actually from the Astron 6 crew again. And so we got this, an Astron sandwich. We have no. This is more of um, uh, just a co- combination because ah. we need three for the sandwich. That comes next, my friend. No, this one actually directed by Jeremy Galepsi and Stephen Kostansky. This was a crowd-funded movie, and their whole goal was to make an old-school '80s 
practical special effects film. And holy shit. Dude, the monsters are rad. The monsters are all like old Gaudian and very well, you, squiddly diddly. I got all the tentacles and shit going on. This is the one that is truly squiddly diddly. This has elements where it makes you feel unclean. And now that's not a bad thing. That is actually something that you grow to expect with Panic, Panic Film, film Fest. Fest. Yes. Now, our next film, this is actually going to be the start. You talked about a sandwich. Mm-hmm. This is the start of our Joe Lynch sandwich. Now, hopefully, any fans of Joe Lynch out in the, in the audience? Excellent, excellent. So, our whole thing is we'd like to be informative. So, I'm going to ask you this. How many of you are familiar with the movie The Beastmaster? How many of you enjoy The Beastmaster? Oh, okay. Oh, check your papers, check your papers. The reason I ask is, actually, how many of you dig Knights of Badassdom? Joe Lynch's Night of Badassdom. Okay, okay. And the reason I ask this is they were lucky enough, uh, Joe Lynch and Adam Green do a podcast called The Movie Crypt. They had Don Coscarelli on, who is actually the writer and director of The Beastmaster. And there, it's, it's growing a little thing there. It's okay. Um, ultimately, they asked him, they're like, hey, we love The Beastmaster. And he was kind of like, initially was like, oh, I don't know how to react. And they're like, what's going on? Well, it turns out The Beastmaster was not his cut of the movie. He does not like The Beastmaster. But for so many of us, we grew up with it, and he basically had this whole thing of, well, it's not my right to say you're wrong with a movie you enjoy. And I say that because Knights of Badassdom... is badass. If anybody's haven't seen this movie, this movie is rad as shit. And like, it's weird to think that like it's not Joe Lynch's cut, because it's super Joe Lynchian. And that's the thing. This movie, this cut of his film, is not his cut. This is a film that he doesn't write straight denounce... But he realizes this, this was not his image and his vision of and the film. And it's got a McPoyle. So how can you go? It's got it's got a McPoyle. It's got Tyrion Lannister. It's got the, it's not about everything you need in a film. It's got uh, River Tam. It's got all sorts of stuff in it. Well, you it knocks and that off, guy and the other guy and Steve's on. It knocks off everything you need for a genre good genre picture. And unfortunately, as we're continuing to, th- we're, we're running into some some technical issues here with the trailers. My yeah, he's got there. the. That's what he does. He drinks and he pauses. And he pauses things. He, he if Tyrant Tyrion does anything, he's a good bufferer. Right. Let's face that. But also, this is a film that, like I said, Joe Lynch had an issue. He's like, as much as I denounce this film, as much as it's not necessarily my vision, who am I to say if someone enjoys it that they're wrong? And when they had that chance to meet Don Coscarelli and, and he that shared dude. that view, it's awesome. It's just such a nice little thing. Now, I got to ask, is, are anyone here LARPers? Anyone? No. Would anyone admit that in polite company? Okay, I should chase. Okay, question. Is any, who's gone to the Renaissance Festival before? Yeah. There you you're go. You're LARPers. You're, you're LARPers. LARPers. You might be unofficial you're LARPers. LARPers, but you're LARPers one way or the other on that one. Wow, this might be the longest trailer, I think, unfortunately, for Knights of Badassdom. Hey. We, we might continue another way without it. Now, the other thing that we love with the whole Knights of Badassdom, the Joe Lynch, the was anyone here for last year's live Movie Crypt podcast? Jenny was. Yeah, she, of, <laughs> co- of course she was. Check them out. We are always huge fans of, you know, promoting other podcasts out there. Cult podcast, the, the Horror Virgin podcast, the, the Who the Hell is This For podcast. Bring me their eyes! All of these things are wonderful. We wanted to make sure to give love. Oh, no. I, I think, love when it stops at Steve Zahn's goof face. You know, does Steve Zahn have any other face than Goofface? Than Goofface? No, I and don't I'll, think so. I'll give actually yeah, some love to a little. Uh, what is it? Joyride. Yeah, Joyride is rad. Joyride With, is uh, Lily Sobolewski. Yes, and Paul Walker. God rest his soul. He is doing okay. <laughs> well, actually, this is technically Knights of Badassdom is actually come somewhat of a heavy metal horror flick as well. 
We have been talking almost five minutes for Nights of Badass. For two-minute trailer. This so. could be very interesting as it is. Um, I will say this also regarding the, the trailers themselves. We are huge fans of trailers regardless of trailers are the best fucking part of the movie like growing up like if i didn't if i went to the movie late and didn't get a chance to see the trailer i was sitting there mad through the whole movie like i would be stewing and if you've been to any of the movie marathons we host we always put together vintage trailers all that kind of good stuff oh no <laughs> sorry the, the buffering we're we're, we're we I, we're, we're not just, even on the internet okay so <laughs> that's actually yeah we oh, that's okay that's okay is it just is it just the internet? I think okay, okay, that's okay. Um, I'm trying to think because we've, we've got our next trailer. We're going to transition to as we slowly kick some ass. All right, there he goes. He's drinking and he's knowing things. And I'm McPoyle. I'm telling you, whenever you can put an always sunny character in there, you got a good movie. It's usually no. That's regardless. And anytime you can incorporate a McPoyle, whether it is in the movie Upgrade, hopefully some of you saw that and you realized there was a Robo McPoyle in there. Maybe not officially on the, t the, the, the family tree. Kind of a side shoot, I think, from that. But as we get through the entirety of our Knights of Badassum trailer, yes. there we go. So that yes. was the first bit of bread for the Joe Lynch sandwich. Now, the meat of a Joe Lynch sandwich, and if you are familiar with the movie Crypt. <laughs> the meat of a good Joe Lynch sandwich is old balls. It's always going to be Abel Ferrara's Drilla Killer. This movie is 42nd Street written all over it. Anybody want to be a star and be in a movie? This movie. Oh, I this movie's filthy. Like Driller Killer is like straight up 42 Street, gritty, grimy, dirty New York. There are always a lot of films with Panic Fest that we always stress the communal experience. Seeing movies with a the crowd, there's the such a of Miss Forty Five, the Driller Killer. And if you need a, a movie to experience with a crowd, check out Abel Ferrara's Driller Killer. It's a it rom com. Kath, Kath, don't don't see it. Don't see it. I'm telling you right now. If we do a movie night with Driller Killer, stay away from it. You will only be offended. I promise. Now to finish up our Joe Lynch sandwich here. We are going to be talking a little film that premiered at Panic Fest last year and was one of my favorite experiences and one that, again, the communal experience only enhances. But Mayhem is one of those films. And Mayhem, not Mayhem. You cannot Aww. eat this. This is like it's the rum ham versus mayhem. Uh, Which one gives you more chaos? Rum ham. Rum ham actually gives you more chaos. Which one provides more shenanigans? Now, did anyone get to see Mayhem, Joe Lynch's Mayhem? Okay, there we go. There we go. Now, Genius, were you a fan of this one? This movie was great. This movie was so cathartic, and Samara Weaving is a treat. And like Samara Weaving steals this film completely. She commands your attention. Every every scene she is in, even if she's in the background, I could not help but basically enhance and talk about her. And uh oh, I think we well, there we go. <laughs> we you said because you said something, Greg. I did, I did. It's the buffering, but also I should say this is another film that uh, Shutter isn't a part of a podcast or a sponsor, but this is a Shutter Shutter shout out. This is one you can check out on Shutter. In fact, Joe Lynch and Stephen Young put together their own commentary track on Shutter for the film, which I freaking love. And uh, our good friend and media uh, sound guy, uh, Mount Baldy, was one of the only people to find the hidden wicket in the movie. Well, that's one thing with Joe Lynch films. Always keep an eye out for Wicket the Ewok. He will always show up somewhere in a frame in the movie somewhere. And it's kind of weird to go through a movie that features like people actually having sex in the film. 
and I'm not watching them, I'm looking for a goddamn little Ewok. Right. Like, like George Lucas has taken so much away from me. He's like, well, Greg, um, if you don't mind the, the, the having sex couple, but... Maybe look, there's an Ewok down there that there's you can... Ewok. You'd there's, like the Ewoks, we fuzzy love and furry. Oh, it's so horrible. Also, Mayhem <laughs> features possibly the best use of brass knuckles since the movie Three O'Clock High. I am not unconvinced Buddy that Buddy Ravel, Ravel, he would have been proud. He would have totally been the bull in this film. Now, this is another one that ultimately is what we would call a genre mishmash. This is a movie that takes elements of... I like of, how the circle is specifically around his mouth. If you look... Oh, God. Hollow, <laughs> this is where, if we were talking like Hollow Man came in and took care of business there, oh, that's... That's a bad place to be buffering when Hollow, Hollow Man, Man comes through. You got to watch out for Hollow Man because Kevin Bacon likes to show his dong. And I think it's in his claws. It's Kevin Bacon hanging dong by There's one. There's weaving. By one, um, it was a, um, Jesus Christ. Um, X-ray vision. Predator vision. No, Verhoeven. Ver, Ver and if you, if you got hanging dong by Verhoeven, usually that in and of itself is going to be a very interesting. Um, if you got hanging dong Verhoeven, it's stay hung. It's always stay on. And the other thing that is awesome about this film is not only the practical effects, but also the soundtrack. This is one of those rare films where you get faith no more in the soundtrack, where you get... Dave Matthews Band. Talk of Dave Matthews Band as well. This is actually the film, it's, I think, the easiest way most people said it was kind of like Office Space meets... The Purge. Oh, did it actually just say that behind me? I swear to God, <laughs> that was I, What you were saying is right there. <laughs> Believe it or not, we've rehearsed this before. <laughs> with or without the buffering that regardless uh, there no this is actually it's such a fun film and it's Joe Lynch I'll be honest he's one of those people that it was not we were lucky enough to hang out with him talk with him he's he's a scholar and a gentleman and he's one of us ultimately like Google Gobble he is just a nerd that just happens to be a very talented nerd mm -hmm. but also the fact that we had Stephen Young from The Walking Dead and oh, all <laughs> good old Glenn well, and is it, it, I don't know, have any of you, okay, Genius, have you ever been uh, maced before? And I don't ask about, like, your dating life or anything, but just in general. <laughs> Actually, I've never been maced yet. Okay, so. don't, you don't have to lie, these are our friends here, it's okay. Okay, once. Okay, once, that's fine. Hey, check it out. Boom, howdy. Now, we're going to go from Joe Lynch's Mayhem and a continuation of the movie Crypt, and this was a film, holy moly, that was completely unleashed on everyone. We are, of course, talking Adam Green's Victor Crowley. Do we got any Hatchet fans in the house? <laughs> Dude, the Hatchet series is a dope series. I, I love the way... I think uh, Adam Green created a iconic monster, one that can rival Jason. And you know what? This movie, if you've never seen it, it's really good, really fucking gory, but it's incredibly sad. There's like this one scene where I was just like... Oh, man. I, uh, slasher films aren't supposed to give me the feels. They're not supposed to give you the feels. You know what that gives you? It gives you great kills. There is a kill in here featuring one Felissa Rose that I guarantee you will make sure you never operate your cell phone in the theater again. And also, it is it's pretty kill. vile. Oh, my God. And there's a lot of dick. There's some male nudity in this, too. 2018 was the year, year of the full dong. frontal male nudity. Yeah. There was so much hanging dong in 2018, and Victor Crowley indeed gave us probably the nastiest rendition of hanging dong that i believe we got it was just out there in your face well i mean not in your face but i mean it was just like right there well it's not necessarily like if you saw the movie revenge revenge had this like model-esque dude christian bale-esque running around naked the women enjoyed that the dong that got hung in here i would have probably seen i would rather seen victor crowley's dong right than the one we got in here <laughs> 
And also, this is a super, super personal film. If you know Adam Green, if you listen to the podcast, you know everything that he went through. Watching this film, not only does it give you great kills, but man, it gives you feels. And the end of it? The end of this movie? Okay, we've seen it twice in the theater. Actually, here in Screenland. First time at the Traveling Roadshow and second time at Panic Fest. And at the end, the very last scene... Everybody in the theater was like, yes, just stood up and cheered. And I ain't even going to lie. I was probably the loudest one because I was like, hell yeah. Well, this is a movie, again, that plays well with the crowd. And it is. A, and I've gotten to the point now where I do this thing called peripheral viewing, where it's all about I'm not watching the film. I'm actually watching people react to the film. And this is one of those movies that peripheral viewing comes in hardcore. Because like I said, between the kills that show up in this film and also Slaughter Movie House, our next film is another honor homage it is a horror homage it is a film that was created to look like it came straight from the 1980s this is what the kids would call a throwback this is truly a throwback now genius i'm going to say that the director's name for the barn and i want to see if we get a giggle out of you i don't know if it's that late on a friday night but the barn was directed by one justin seaman <laughs> okay anyone out there that giggled you i hold you to a higher standard than one genius mcgee no, The Barn is a straight throwback. It is all on the... This is a perfect Halloween movie. And it's got... Because it sets up... It's set at Halloween. It looks like an 80s throwback. It's even got like, you know, the teens in the woods. And it's got three iconic killers that are very cool. That are very, very cool looking. And I think it was produced and has a cameo by one Miss Lovely Linnea Quigley. Lovely Linnea Quigley. Who? Ooh. Linnea Quigley... <laughs> so I had to tell this story. She was one of my first boobs that I saw in like in horror movies, uh-huh. but unfortunately it was during Night of the Demons. And so like if you know that movie with the lipstick that whoop, that fucked me up for a long time. So like there's a reason you didn't wear rouge, you didn't go lipstick. I mean, mm-hmm. you went bare and you you rock you you rock it well. Because I've seen friend. people put money in their bra. I've never seen shit like that. If you've seen Night of the Demons, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's much like a TARDIS. It's just bigger on the inside. It can store a lot of things. Um, now, this is also features uh, a brief song from a band called Psychotic Symphony, which is featured in a full moon movie called Bad Channels. Highly, highly recommend. Check it out. It is well worth it. Now, our other little throwback here comes from Joe Bagos, and this is a film. Ew. Yes. Ew. <laughs> this movie is slimy. This is like basically the splatterpunk version of uh, Fire in the Sky. This, yeah, if David Cronenberg redid Fire in the Sky, you would probably get Almost Human. This is an ooey gooey film. This is a squidly diddly film. Mm-hmm. This one actually has more what the fuckery. And it's like 85 minutes of runtime. Of, of, of grossness. Has anybody seen this? Okay, one person. One person. Has anybody seen Under the Skin? Yeah, this would make a good like double feature with that. Uh, Either that or like the Mind's Eye, where he actually takes on a Cronenberg uh, Scanners movie. Don't dream it. I love Cronenberg. We'll get there soon enough on the creepy Cronenberg. But this is a this is actually one of those movies again. The peripheral viewing, looking along and watching people react because there are certain scenes in this, and again involving nether regions explosions well do we do we have a bingo we We got a bingo bingo. we're bingo hey bingo remember Uh, shot that bingo so we know that's right put put mount baldy to work there now from from again going from stuff that you're going to see at panic film fest from all the love we give to it the the new ones to again the repertory screenings in fact this year 
our next trailer in film is screening. It is the 32nd anniversary, no, 31st. In 1988, Tim Burton gave us... Learn to throw your voice. Fill your friends. Fun to parties. So, like, I, I remember seeing this movie vividly. I love this movie. In fact, one of my favorite lines... Oh, Jeffrey Jones! Uh, uh, Goddamn I, diddler. But that's, uh, <laughs> And I, I challenge you, if you don't know, don't look into the past of Jeffrey Jones. It's very frustrating. It's hey, a come here. Setting. I got something good for you. Zagnut will not cure your ales on this. <laughs> um, I did see this in the theater... And probably one of my all-time favorite memories is the scene where Beetlejuice says, nice effing model, honk, honk. honks his crotch. A dad and a son in front of us stood up and was like, this is not the Beetlejuice I came for and marched <laughs> off. This is not my mother, my parents' Beetlejuice. It was <laughs> awesome. And even as Did a young man, I'm like, jubbers? it was an amazing kind of thing. Now, <laughs> also, oh, I'm going to cosplay as him one day. If you don't remember, in 1988, one year later, Michael Keaton played Batman. And even though we didn't have the internet back then, you could still hear fanboys and a bunch of friggin', you know, over and underweight virgins losing their shit over the casting of one Michael Keaton. Well, Beetlejuice can't be Batman. It's not Beetleman. But ultimately, all you need to see is his performance in here to give, like, kind of the the chaos and the mad capri of Bruce Wayne to Batman. I think Beetlejuice kind of, like, nails everything on that. Now... We have kind of gone all through the horror genre at this point in our journey, but man, Panic Fest has so much more. We have very weird genre flicks. In fact, this one here, um, Josh Waller directed this movie called Rays. This movie's rad. Okay, so this movie basically, it's kind of like um, these women are imprisoned and they're forced to fight. Wait, okay, now you said women imprisoned. It's, it's not. Is it more women in prison? Or yeah. women imprisoned. Well, they're imprisoned. They're okay. they're not. It's not quite a prison, but it kind of is. It's we're not getting any pat asked on. No, this we're one, not getting we? reform school girls. It's okay. not like was, it's not caged heat. It's more like uh, women, and it's like penitentiary. They're forced to fight each other for uh, supremacy to see so who let out. Jamal Fanaka's raise then. Yes, and, yes, and like the bad guys are uh, Cheryl Lynn Finn and Doug Jones. And yeah, oh. and they get all and these they capture these women and force them to fight each other for like the amusement of others. It's fucking dope because like Zoe Bell, Tarantino staple, she is a badass. She, She's always been a badass. Yeah. And so ultimately, you get Zoe Bell. You also get, and I'm trying to remember her name. I think it's like Rachel Nichols. She played yeah. Scarlet in the GI Joe movie. Also a hardcore bat. Thank you, Matt Baldy. <laughs> Dustin's like, yep, yes, she did. <laughs> but you get you get Sherilyn Finn in a freaking Marilyn Monroe outfit. I mean, come on. If that doesn't, like, pique your curiosity, you're doing Panic Fest wrong. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And uh, quite honestly, also. And it's badass. It's brutal as shit. It's like selling brawl, uh, brawl and sell block 99. Well, this is one of those cases. If you're wearing a luchador mask or you happen to have one. This movie right here, Low Life, El Legado Es Todo. This movie by far was last year my highlight of Panic Fest. Has anybody had the um, experience. One, the experience and the opportunity to see Low Life? Okay, good. Yes. Low Life by far was my top movie of 2018 last year. Now, this is another one that's truly a genre mishmash. The less you know you go into this, so if you haven't seen it, don't watch the trailer. This is Too one late. Of those... I mean, like, you're watching the trailer right now. <laughs> this is basically as if, like, if you had those old Santo and Blue Demon films, imagine Santo and Blue Demon versus Teddy Bear. Ooh. Yeah. 
yeah, you could get into so that. The cheap way the cheap way to describe this movie is those is pulp fiction with luchadors. You will hear the term Tarantino-esque bandied about this movie. I think that's lazy because this movie is so much more and offers so much more. And see that the guy with the swastika on his face, he becomes like one of the most endearing characters out of the whole movie. And it's hard to and it's hard to say like Swastika face is a good guy. But in this movie, with low life, he truly is. This movie is violent. It's brutal. It's sad. Teddy it's bear. fucked up. Teddy bear. It's awesome. I cannot recommend this movie higher. This is on Blu-ray. I believe Shout Factory or Scream Factory put that out. Make sure you're checking it out when you can because this is a film that gives you luchadors. Hi, kiddo. Bye, this, kiddo. Was that, was that the Bye, kid. Oh, okay, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah, then they left town. <laughs> Well, fuck. <laughs> this is when ultimately we would have been showing like this is like we would have had an NC seventeen like red, red, red band, blood red band, <laughs> just like yeah, we are the flesh and shit. This is uh, we've got Chris Hansen on standby in the backs, you know, just uh, so uh, not anymore. <laughs> have a seat there. Uh, no, Ryan Prowse, Low Life. We were lucky enough. We did a, a Q and A with them. We've they are awesome. It is one I cannot cannot recommend enough. Now our next genre lovely film is straight up the hardest thing I think in the world. Yes, is to do a horror comedy because too often you get too much there. Okay, we've got some reactions. Yeah, this movie, What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. I think this may have been my favorite experience start to finish at Panic Fest with a movie because from the moment that Taki Watiti comes out and he and gives you that little, little smile, smile and he's putting oh. paper down on front of if you don't fall in love with this movie your genre you your genre are not card get is yeah a bowl of beschetti okay Blah. we are going to take away that bowl you're not getting any beschetti your last moment on earth is going to be an unpleasant one we're not going to give you what you need now this is i think this is one of the best horror comedies not only of the past decade but i think of all freaking time yeah agreed like I, is that is that a controversial statement no okay good i'm seeing my people in here now Obviously, I stand on the side. Genius is more of your vulgarian. So when they say we're werewolves, not swearwolves, that hits. That gives me the feels, man. Because when you operate against this man right here, it's tough to keep, you know, not working blue. So what are you talking about, man? <laughs> but to me, again, the balance that you get when the gore hits, it's it works well. You cannot like when Peter is getting hit, like everything with Peter, the Nosferatu, just the fact that he has spawned. Not only are we getting a sequel, there's like a TV series coming out. Out of spawned out of some crazy little weird uh, found footage New Zealand. documentary, yeah, about vampires in New Zealand. How but, insane is that? But the fact that their pedigree gave us like Thor Ragnarok, uh, Flight of the Concords, all these things that if you're a genre fan, you dig. But see, it's weird because you would say it's a it's a documentary about vampires in New Zealand on paper. That's not even doing this movie remote justice. No, it no, it's it's. I, you you <laughs> you can't compete with that. No, that's that's young and sexy, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's werewolves, not swear. Everything you've heard about this movie is true. You should stop what you're doing. Go check it out. It is truly, and it's a feel good movie. The very end. This was not probably the first time the tears were streaming at Panic Fest with me. I am such a softy as it is, so anytime you get the feels, I'm always going to react. Now, our next one, and this is another film that you can check here at Panic Fest this year. 
what I love about Panic Fest, number one, is probably the short film showcase. That is one of those things that most people really show up here for. They dig it. Um, we, this year, have a film that is going from a short that was featured here at Panic Fest, and it's making its feature debut as a full-on feature film. Mm -hmm. And we are talking, of course, gags. Gags. It's about clowns. Does anybody have a thing against clowns? We like creepy clowns. Killer clowns. clowns. We heard of fuck clowns. Okay. I love clowns. I love scary clowns. I love sexy clowns. Okay, hold on. Okay. Um, okay. Oh no, you got someone that said, "Yep, yep." So they're <laughs> now they're pointing each other. Nope, nope. It wasn't. Whatever. If you like sexy clowns, be loud and proud on that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Fucking sexy clowns are great. So this is um, co-written by John Pata, who is actually here in attendance. He and Adam Krauss, who directed it, are going to be doing Q&As after their screenings. Uh, it's going on right now, actually, but there's a 3 o'clock tomorrow. And this is, technically, and he even mentioned, it's not necessarily a killer clown flick that's like on the surface of things. Believe it or not, this is going to be one of those cool-ass Panic Fest films that's going to kind of give be like an onion, a genre onion. Ooh. You know, you think... Onion you the clown? You're yeah. <laughs> that's a scary, because the closer you get into the middle... Well, that, with an onion clown, it just it never ends, sadly. Right. It's just like a nesting doll of evil. It, oh, it's like the onion petal. Gags. 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 And I'm, again, I can take or leave the killer clowns myself, mm -hmm. um, whether they're from outer space, whether they're from Wisconsin... These actually would be cheesehead clowns. They would uh, kill you. Yeah, they would. Being as locked yeah, they would. as yeah, you they are. Would. You have to be careful now. Our next Come on, have a snack. Our That's next like... trio of films here. Truly, if you've got Greg Cries on your bingo card, <sighs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so this is one out of the two zombie movies that we were at Panic Fest two last ago, year. Two, two years, years ago. That were so... Oddly wonderful, and one that made this is one that made me cry. Not as bad as another one, but the fact that you have Glenn Close, you have Oscar winner, Academy Award winner Glenn Close in your zombie movie. Right, it's incredible. It is awesome. The girl with all the gifts. Has is... anybody seen the girl with all the gifts? Oh, if, okay. Oh, if you have not and want to <laughs> know what it's like, it's basically like the version of. Has anybody ever played that game, The Last of Us? That's what this movie is. It's Day of the Dead meets The Last of Us as portrayed with a little killer kid zombie. And uh, Sania, oh, I'm going to kill her last name here. She is so freaking good in this because that's the one thing with you introduce kids into your genre films. That can sometimes make it or break it. And it's a badass kid. Watch. Om nom 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 nom. Oh, this is a severe, gnarly, nasty zombie no, movie. No, this is a proper zombie movie. It but is a it horror makes you cry. Flick. Holy shit. Oh, it has amazing feels. And like I said... When Glenn Close shows up in your genre film... And it's by a book. Oh, it's a literary then. Yeah. That means you're smarter by watching it. Uh -huh. See, I'm more litter than literati, but, you know, whatever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then she's but got that dope Hannibal Lecter mask. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm a zombie now. You're showing much restraint. I'm actually impressed. <laughs> Normally, at this point, he would have been up doing this kind the of thing. The whole, like, Buffalo Bill. Like, check it out. It's a fruit basket. Just, so. just be thankful he's on his good behavior right now, as it is. No, The Girl with All the Gifts, this one definitely hits all the stuff you need for. It's also, and this is the weirdest thing, not only is it, like, Day of the Dead and that the game I've never played, but it's also Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah. 
which it's is the worst movie. element that comes into it. So this is another one that's a straight-up genre mishmash. This takes all the elements, but it's classy. But it's a beautiful movie. You could show this to your normie friends and get away with it. Mm-hmm. In fact, our next film that we're going to talk about is another one you have not seen. I have not seen yet. And I, I, I've, Karin yeah. Kusuma put out a film that, I am not going to lie, not only made me sob and bawl, but made me realize that if I didn't deal with my depression... I was going to end up like a character from this film, and it was amazing that it snapped me out of it, and I am so happy with The Invitation. So has anyone seen The Invitation? Okay. Thoughts? I think I'm the only one here that hasn't seen it. Shit. This actually features podcast favorite Jay Larson from a podcast, well, recent podcast called The Crab Feast. Oh, John Carroll Lynch. Yeah, and and John, bingo, we got another bingo. Excellent. And... This is, yeah, Tom Hardy Light, uh, Logan Marshall Green. Again, if you haven't hey, seen Upgrade. D, D oh, and the other, yeah, there's all the other We've got shirts as well. Too. Yeah. Um, John Carroll Lynch, again, playing maybe a creepy bad guy. I like John Carroll Lynch ever since he was Drew Carey's uh, brother in Drew Carey shows. He was awesome. Yeah. He actually had, like, there was a good positive role model for Pete, and that was a long time ago mm-hmm. as well. No, The Invitation, man, there's a moment when a character realizes like she should have done something different and holy shit I started now granted I was at home when I started sobbing but man it was su- this is such the the the, the tension is palatable now Karin Kusama also just recently put out a little film called Destroyer featuring uh Nicole Kidman That movie looks rad. That looks phenomenal but she's also responsible for Blue Steel. Now not the Zoolander Blue Steel. I was going to so say gonna, anyone's going to break out there you know uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's Blue Steel with Run Ron Silver, which I always just love him from Time Cop. Uh, but this is a movie that is, again, as a cult podcast, yeah, it is right up there. Do not drink the Kool-Aid so with this cult-y? particular film. Oh, it's – I, I love this film. I've seen it twice in the theaters, once at home. Didn't cry in the theaters, thank God, because when I'm a mess, I am a bubbly, bubbly mess here. Much like a lot of the characters in this film, but it's one of those that kind of takes like a Carpenter-esque feeling of paranoia, and it works really well. But this last one that we're going to see for this, oh God, this movie. Uh, if you would have told me. This movie made me cry. A zombie movie from Korea. Holy shit, Train to Busan. It's on, <laughs> I think it's on Hulu now or Netflix. One of the two. If you have not seen this, this is a zombie movie oh. that. It delivers in the gore. It delivers in the action. But goddamn, if I didn't ball like a baby in this movie. We were sitting in the movie theater, in theater one, the big one. The big theater. You could just hear a pin drop, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> just everybody was crying in this movie. And it's a zombie. It's one of those zombie films. For me, a zombie film has to hit a few things. It has to be good and gory. This film is good and gory. It has to have some fun set pieces. This film has some great set pieces. And you also have to have have a little social commentary of which this one does as well. But man, when the feels hit you, there is a moment in this movie at the very end when you've got a little girl walking down a tunnel. Uh. I couldn't look at the screen. I was looking straight down at the floor, trying to hold back my tears, and and then I started hearing other people crying, and that and it was just like a domino effect. It was wonderful in a way because I knew I wasn't alone. I'm a big dude. Mount Baldy's a big dude, um, and you're a big dude. I mean, you got the tats and the vest and all it's, that stuff. It's urban camouflage. Okay? Right. I open my mouth, people are like uh, like he's a, a fur lizard. 
right? But anyway, so I'm starting to well up. I look over and Dustin's wiping a tear and you're full on bawling. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, if they end this the way they think I'm going to end it, I'm going to burn this theater to the ground. I was so emotional. White knuckled the whole time. This I, movie is. I think ultimately there were quite a few people that were having some issues with it, and I'm glad that I wasn't the only one. Now this next film, <laughs> the Poughkeepsie tapes. Poughkeepsie. Uh, the Poughkeepsie tapes. So if you never tell seen, us a little story. If you've never seen the Poughkeepsie tapes, it's basically about this this serial killer that does horrendous and horrible shit, like awful deplorable shit and he records himself doing it it's like a very violent vile so, episode of criminal minds like man bites dog Henry right Kilo, and it's all done via the tapes so this was a midnight screening on a saturday and the theater's kind of half empty and we're seeing this these acts of depravity i mean there's just these violent acts and for those of you who don't know when something tickles me i have this like very um deep evilish laugh and there was some little scene on there right before all the horrendous violent shit goes on. And then I just started cracking up. I'm cracking up in the middle of the Poughkeepsie tape, so it's quiet, and all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> through the whole theater, loud as balls. And, like, yeah, they almost put me on a list after that one. I, I, if you refer back to Cape Fear and that whole De Niro scene when he's in the theater laughing... That's Genius McGee making people feel awkward, <laughs> weird, which the man does like without trying. And it was one of those things that I'm glad I wasn't there because that would have totally been like, nope, 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 don't know this guy, going to stay away from him. And this is actually a, one of those films that like had a hard time getting released. It yeah. was finally unleashed. It's fucking violent, too. We've got two films left here, and this next one is another repertory throwback. Ha! This. Okay, so this is, the, this is Cheerleader Camp. And if you don't know Cheerleader Camp, what you're getting in for with a movie called Cheerleader Camp, you're in the wrong fucking festival, <laughs> right? So basically, this stars George Buck Flowers, right? And he plays a cook. And I, for those of you... Bingo! For those of you who don't know who George Buck Flowers is, he's a professional hobo. He always plays a hobo. In fact, you'll see him. But he talks like this much bullshit and cock duty, right? Well, he has one of my absolute favorite lines in his whole, uh, whole repertoire. In the middle of cheerleader camp, he sees all these college cheerleaders coming off a bus, and he goes, Tell you what, if those girls don't make your pee-pee harder than a $10 bag of nickel jawbreakers. <laughs> Hilarious. There he is, Jump the Buck Flower. But now, here's the weird thing. Are you guys familiar with the Berenstein Bears? Are you bloody pom-poms. That sounds like that something you'd find on Urban Dictionary. What's a bloody pom-pom? Well, what you do... <laughs> you, you get put on a special list. Don't look that up. But the Berenstain-Berenstain whole dichotomy. Are you familiar with this? It's weird. We live in multiple dimensions. Some of us existed in the Berenstain. S-T-A-I... Whatever. It's Berenstain bears and it's and Buck Flower. And then there's flowers. the Berenstain. Buck Flower versus... His name is George Buck Flower... He always calls them Buck Flowers. And the cool thing about there, this movie is, if you don't know if you can hear it, but there's a rap. There is, in the late 80s, if you did not have any kind of a rap song in there, be it Maniac Cop 2, Monster Squad, you weren't doing it right. But Bloody we live in a weird-ass, like, multi-dimensional universe where genius exists in the world where Buck Flowers exist. I live in the world where it's Buck Flower. But I have heard multiple people say Buck Flowers. Buck Flowers. And if we're talking about making memories at Panic Fest, there is one film, 
one film that will be on your epitaph, Genius McGee. It is one of the initial starting points of our friendship. It is two simple words. If you know what they are, please sing along at home. What are they? Wolf Cop! That is correct. Wolf Cop. Ah, okay, genius. So, so it's Wolf Cop, and it's Wolf Cop's everything you want in a movie called Wolf Cop, right? So there's a lot of hype about it because it's a werewolf movie, and he's a cop. Well, I'm excited as shit, and so I got my drink in hand, and which at the time was rum and coke, and I had my popcorn, and the theater is full, and I go in there, and I'm like, yeah, who's running for Wolf Cop? And everybody's like, yeah, I'm like, Wolf Cop. I take one step, my fat ass falls no, no. up. The stairs. Up, he's going right? up the stairs, my Popcorn you. flies everywhere, but my hand, I was on like a gyrographic swivel because of practice, and like, I did not, I did not Ugh, spill a drop of drink. Fucking Tom Atkins would be proud. <laughs> like, Joe Don Baker, like Joe Don Baker's force ghost is there like, good job, genius, good job. You know? All those barrel-chested dudes looking down from afar going, yeah, you've got priorities, my friend. This falls in the classic noun cop genre, be it wolf cop, maniac cop, karate cop, samurai, samurai cop. cop, all of your cops. But like I said, this is ultimately one of those films that has to be seen to be believed. Uh, this is a movie that has followed genius around. It is <laughs> Followed Hana around. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of the, the, it's again, we talked about making memories. It's one of those that has always stuck out for me. Well, and then it's a little side note about um, about a couple of months later that I was at uh, Comic-Con and there was this girl and I'm like, hey, how's it going? Hey, well, I'm genius. Nice to meet you. Right. She goes, you look familiar. And I go, I don't know what you're talking about. And I've just met you. She goes, I know. Wolf cop. And I was like, ah, shit. There goes that. And just kind of. Well, Christmas time. Just kind of hung my head down and walked away. It's going to get you one way or another. So this is actually our last trailer. Now, I know there's a few of you that still need bingos. And like I said, everyone will be walking away with a bingo card. So I'm kind of curious. What, what other phrases did we not hit right up in the front? What are you missing? TBS. I did not mention TBS as the Beastmaster station. With the Don Coscarelli there, would that help anyone there? We got two bingos. Oh, we got two there bingos. Go. What else are we missing? What else are we missing? Oh, waxing one's car as you would do talking with Joe Lynch and uh, Adam Green. We're waxing their car because we've got a bingo there. What else are we missing? Oh, I. Oh no no no! He's snoring in many. No That's no, that was a, that should have been a fucking free space right there. That's like if Genius says fuck or like Greg snorts, that's an automatic. That's what you get. What else are we missing? USA, USA oh. up all, all night. night. That's a bingo. That's where we watch Rhonda Shear movies and then Gilbert Godfrey would talk about dicks. So, like, hey, there you guys have a good fucking time. Thank you so much for coming out. So, again, make sure you're going to check out. We've got two other live podcasts tomorrow. We've got feature films, the short film showcase, all of those things. Continue to support all this. Thank you again for coming out tonight. So, until, I guess, next time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Wolf Cop! <laughs> <laughs>